Blog Talk Radio. Hello, this is Dr. Ron from Dr. Ron Unfiltered, Uncensored, here on Blog Talk Radio. We are here each and every Tuesday at 4 p.m., bringing you the latest medical commentary. We will bring you very interesting guests. We can be reached at 347-989-8899 or, of course, on the Internet at blogtalkradio.com. I thank you for making this the number one listen-to medical program here in South Florida, and we will get on with the show very shortly. Good afternoon, everyone. Dr. Ron here, Tuesday at 4 p.m. Welcome, everyone. It's a pleasure to be here and a pleasure to uh, be on Blog Talk Radio. Well, we have an interesting program today. We'll have some commentary to start with, and then we'll have uh, Dr. Dan and Dr. Jerry uh, comment on what our topic is for the day, which is mercury. There are silver amalgam film uh, fillings in your in your in your teeth. But I have to read this first, ladies and gentlemen. This program contains general medical information. The medical information heard on this program is not advice and should not be treated as such. The information is not intended or implied to be a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. You should never delay seeking medical advice, disregard medical advice, or discontinue medical treatment because of information heard on this program. You are encouraged to confirm any information obtained from this program with other sources and review all information regarding any medical condition or treatment with your physician. Thank you for that. That keeps the attorneys happy. so here we are. We're going to have a very interesting show today. Uh, that's the first time we've read that uh, discl- disclaimer. But you know how I like coffee, right? Uh, before I get into that, ladies and gentlemen, if you have any suggestions for future shows, uh, you can email them to Doc Ron Radio. That's D O C R O N R A D I O, docronradio at gmail.com. And uh, we'll be glad to consider them. And speaking about future shows, uh, next week we'll, we'll, we will be talking about fibromyalgia. That'll lead us into a discussion uh, of thyroid disease. And uh, on uh, September 25th, we'll have Dr. Nicholas Sergio on to talk about prolotherapy. Uh, that's a, that's a, an option for surgery for ligaments and tendons and uh, even disc disease. Uh, we'll get into that with uh, Dr. Nick, as he likes to be called. Uh, so I'm sorry, that'll be on September 27th, September 27th. We also have a scheduled... Uh, an optometrist and a psychologist to help uh, you understand yourself a little bit better. And, uh, and uh, the psychologist hopefully will be prepared to talk about self-esteem. Uh, that'll be an interesting conversation. Well, ladies and gentlemen, uh, 
you know, one of my favorite things in the morning is a cup of joe. Okay. Uh, like I have been known to to tell people, take two lattes and call me in the morning. Forget the aspirins. Uh, there, it really is a wonder drug for heart patients, and it's a habit. Your own cardiologist may have told you to quit after a heart attack, but ladies and gentlemen, according to recent research, you don't have to give up that cup of coffee, that cup of Joe. Not only is a cup of Joe the only thing keeping you going some days, but it's also absolutely essential for your recovery as new research finds your morning mug is the best ticker tonic around. It can help reverse the damage that strikes after a heart attack, giving you a better shot at survival and helping to stop a second attack before it starts. You don't need to be a certified Java junkie to get the benefit. Just a cup or two a day is enough to cut your risk of death after a heart attack and get this by 20%. You know, that that's a, a lot considering there's probably not a drug in the world that can promise that. The study doesn't dig too deep, so it doesn't bother to show why coffee can give your heart some help just when it needs it most, but there are dozens of reasons, the dozens of heart-healthy antioxidants in every mug. Coffee is also a terrific natural source of niacin, which can also protect the heart. Because it's also possible to get too much niacin, studies that combine it with medications have shown mixed results in heart patients. But a little boost from coffee seems like it could just uh, be the right amount. And let's not forget the blood-pumping benefits of that little caffeine. Whatever the secret ingredient is, it works because researchers have found a few years back that coffee improves the function of your small blood vessels. And, of course, they are the ones that deliver oxygen to the heart. Along with protecting your heart, a daily coffee habit can fight cancer and even protect the brain, cutting your risk of dementia and Parkinson's disease. Best of all... There's no need to plow big bucks on the fancy high-end coffees that are so popular, uh, you know, with the young kids today. And you certainly don't have to waste your money and time on that bitter burnt brew that we now call Charbucks. Just get a brew you like, even the cheap supermarket stuff like the good to the last drop Maxwell House or the heavenly coffee of chock full of nuts. That will give you all the benefits without breaking the bank. And make sure you don't put any sugar in there. That could wreck your heart health instead of protecting it. If you can drink it black, and not everyone can, you could drop some cream in there. Okay? A little little known fact about coffee. It turns out coffee is just, you're just full of antioxidants and really good for you. All right, I want to bring out one other shocking news that came out this week, uh, and it's about vaccines. I don't usually talk about vaccines very much, but a researcher, Dr. Anthony Samsell, has published five peer-reviewed articles on the herbicide glyphosate. And if you remember, ladies and gentlemen, that's the active ingredient in Roundup. A yet-to-be-published study found, guess what? 
commonly used vaccines are contaminated with the herbicide glyphosate. Yes, you read that and heard that. I'm reading it, so you heard it correctly. Our vaccines are contaminated with a herbicide that the World Health Organization characterized as probably carcinogenic to humans. Well, you ask, how can that happen? Many vaccines contain animal byproducts such as gelatin, bovine casein, bovine serum, bovine uh, calf serum, chicken egg protein, and the animals from which these products come from are fed grains sprayed with Roundup, glyphosate. It does not take a rocket scientist to come to the conclusion that these animals fed glyphosate in their diet would contain glyphosate in their byproducts. Well, SAMHSA has uh, written to the FDA and various organizations. He has, according to the latest uh, blog, has not heard anything back. Uh, You can catch Anthony Samsell, S-A-M-S-E-L, on YouTube where he talks about vaccine contamination. Uh, As I said, he has written five peer-reviewed articles. That means uh, uh, other scientists have reviewed his methodology before they let it be published. Uh, Anyway, their vaccines are. And then he has a whole list of the ones that are contaminated. And I can give you some of them. Uh, some of them are uh, the herpes uh, zoster, the shingles vaccine. Uh, that's called Zostavax, uh, varicella chickenpox vaccine, the MMR vaccine. Uh, how about rubella, flu zone, hepatitis B. And he has a whole list on the YouTube and on uh, his blog, Dr. Samsell, S-A-M-S-E-L. So you want to uh, definitely check that out uh, because uh, it's not something I think you want injected into your bodies. There, there might be alternatives. You must you have to ask, ask your physician about that. Okay, ladies and gentlemen, uh, this is Dr. Ron at Dr. Ron Unfiltered, Uncensored. Wanted to bring you those two bits of information before we get on with the program, uh, which today will be centered around uh, mercury. Uh, we're going to have Dr. Jerry Smith uh, come in. I uh, see him uh, on the board and uh, Dr. Dan. Uh, Dr. Jerry, how are you, sir? I'm doing great. Glad to hear well, your voice. Thank you. It's good to be on. It's good to be heard. It's good that all the uh, technology is working today. Uh, I think before we get on to... Uh, uh, our topic of mercury. I think it'd be a good uh, idea because I'm always impressed by the uh, uh, <clears throat> videos on your website, uh, especially the one on the uh, uh, Bell's palsy. Maybe you could share that story with our listeners. Yeah, uh, a little over three weeks ago, uh, one of my older patients came back to me, uh, and she had a patch over her eye, and you know, numbness the paresthesia, the drooping eye, the the tearing of the eye, pain on the right side of the face. And basically, um, she said I was diagnosed with Bell's palsy. The naturopathic doctor that she went to thought possibly it was a Lyme issue. 
But um, anyway, so I evaluated uh, for Lyme with my uh, quantum testing technique, energetic, and it didn't show up in the facial nerve uh, uh, layout on the side of her face. Basically, cytomegalovirus showed up positive in the nerve. It was in her thyroid and in the top part of her brain. So anyway, a cat's claw is a, an herb that's phenomenal for uh, to combat cytomegalovirus. Two and a half weeks later, when she came back, she was 98% resolved of the Bell's palsy. Uh, the key is, if you can nail what pathogen is in the nerve that's causing the swelling and compression, then you can quickly resolve it. It's when you start throwing steroids at the patient for generalized swelling, you weaken the immune system, and the disease process just progresses and lingers and actually gets worse. Well, again, that's a really interesting, and again, it goes to the core issue that we uh, try and uh, educate everyone about, and that's if you get to the cause of a disease process, uh, you can can affect a cure, not just a Band-Aid treatment for it. So I was really interested to see that particular uh, uh, episode on his website. Is that ICNR.com? Yes. Well, the other interesting thing is I had another patient uh, about two years ago, three years ago, that had Bell's palsy, and hers was actually Lyme. She was bit on her foot by a spider, and she showed me the pictures. At some point, I'm going to put it up on the website. She was bit on her foot and had it looked like a recluse spider. It was like a massive inflammatory response, and the spider apparently was infected with the spirochete, and when I tested the foot and the space, it was Lyme. Uh, and I think she also had a Bartonella, which is one of the cofactors, you know, that accompany the, the Lyme issue. Long short of it, in two and a half months, her uh, Bell's palsy was also, uh, you know, 98% gone. The key, again, <clears throat> you have to define the underlying cause. And it's not going to be, be the same pathogen for everybody. So if you just shotgun them with steroids, you're just weakening the immune system, not getting to the core problem. And these poor patients, you know, keep running doctor to doctor, taking more medications, and they just keep getting progressively worse. I mean, it it just, um, it breaks your heart, you know, when you see medicine uh, stumbling over issues that are easily resolved. Okay, ladies and gentlemen, that is Dr. Jerry Smith and quantum medicine as practiced in his office. Uh, he's ahead of the curve, and, uh, you know, I just want to bring you that information. So, ladies and gentlemen, what do you think is the largest amount of mercury use? What uses the most most amount of mercury in the United States? Believe it or not, it's dental <laughs> amalgams. Yeah, the Malcolms. Yeah. More We're than the light bulbs, and more than thermometers, and more than batteries. Yeah. So dental amalgam releases neurotoxic mercury vapor into your body. Children, the unborn, the hypersensitive are especially vulnerable to the toxic effects of mercury. If that's not bad enough, my research has shown me that a pre-Civil War concoction Amalgam requires the removal of healthy 
tooth tissue. It weakens the tooth structure and therefore can crack the teeth, leading to higher dental bills later on. Now, I might be wrong with that. Well, 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 Dr. Smith can can, can, uh, correct me if I am. So most of the mercury ends up polluting our air, our soil, our water, can contaminate the fish we eat. Mercury pollution can cause health problems, especially for children and the unborn. And because mercury is the most vaporous of the heavy metals, dental amalgam pollutes the dental workplaces full of toxic air, which exposes dentists, their hygienists, their assistants, and their front office staff to eight or ten hours, whatever it is, of dangerous breathing every workday. So a clinic where dentists regularly place amalgam is a hazardous workplace, but whose hazards are generally left unexplained to the dental staff or the pregnant women, uh, and which could lead to horrible consequences to the reproductive systems of young women. How does that sound, Jerry? It's excellent, but you left out one key component. The poor innocent patient who's sitting in the reception room, if a dentist is drilling out an old mercury filling, they're going to get hit with 4,000 4, times the EPA allowable dose just by sitting there. Wow. Okay, well, that's why we have you on. I'm, I just did the research on you know, what I know about these silver fillings, as they're called. A deceptive name, right? Calling oh, an amalgam. It, it should be a labeling issue. They should be put in jail for faulty labeling. Uh, is it de- as I have written my notes, I have to say to myself, it's a deceptively, deceptive marketing practice. All right. I'm, I guess we're getting called from Fox News. They want us on the O'Reilly show tonight, so we'll handle <laughs> that later. <laughs> uh, so where was I? So uh, It's toxic when, when you put it in. In fact, I had an interesting story. I had a dental student. Uh, who was a patient of mine, and he was telling me that the seniors were doing a project where they had a a haze uh, mercury vapor analyzer, and they wanted to try to disprove the fact that it was, uh, you know, dangerous to insert. So they had the video cameras set up in the clinic at the Temple University, and they had, you know, the students putting in the mercury filling. Well, the Dorn vapor analyzer, the readings went off the chart. I said to my patient andrew could you get me a copy of that video he says oh no they won't let it out <laughs> uh, yep well you know i again preparing for is just some 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 facts for this program right i have a note to my to myself for years dental boards punish dentists for advertising or advising or practicing mercury free dentistry is that true if you t- say taking their license away is punishment, I think it's a cruel and unusual punishment, and the dental boards should be dissolved for such action because it's it's crippling the population. I mean, these people are so Neanderthal in their mentality that the facts have been out there. It, it's not like it's a maybe if. It's a known poison, probably the second most poisonous substance on the planet, second only to plutonium. Well, they they have something called the mercury triad. That's the FDA, the ADA, and the state dental boards. It has been reported that they conspired to make sure that consumers were told that amalgam is silver. Hardly any outside dentistry had any idea that dentists were 
plowing our mouths full of mercury. Okay, so, you know, this has been hidden from us for a long, long time, ladies and gentlemen. So we have to get the word out uh, about mercury fillings. Uh, And they do cause disease, ladies and gentlemen. They do cause disease. December 15, 2010. Hear this, 2010 now. We're in 2016, right? Millions of Americans with mercury-based dental fillings are exposed to levels of mercury vapor that is quite that is that qualifies as a toxic waste site for the federal Superfund program. That's what they the FDA was advised. Dr. Richardson, a scientist and biologist, appeared among a parade of researchers dentists and consumer advocates who spoke for and against the use of mercury-based fillings, also known, as we said, as a dental amalgam. Last year, year, that would have been 2009, the agency reclassified dental amalgam from a low-risk Class 1 medical device to a moderate-risk Class 2 device with a new label stating that fetuses and young children may be more sensitive to its neurotoxic effects. Nevertheless, ladies and gentlemen, the agency declared that the material was safe for adults and children aged six and above. Think about that. We're in 2016. How much of this decision is affecting you? How much of this information do you know about mercury? Okay, so there there was a public hearing at that time in 2010, and as the summary of this, which is reported on Medscape, uh, states that mercury issue is really rarely mentioned to patients. Mercury exposure is no longer a price, they said, that our patients have to pay to uh, to have successful restorative dentistry. Okay, one dentist said, I learned mercury was toxic in the second grade. Mercury fillings have been a 200-year-old mistake. Placing mercury in the mouth of patients is reckless and dangerous, and the dentist that testified said they were not proud of it. And the issue of mercury has been mentioned in... uh, the issue of mercury was never mentioned in any dental office where I was a patient, according to testimony. So here we have a problem with uh, mercury being used for years uh, in, in our mouths and mercury being released uh, as we chew on a daily basis. So any one mercury reading, a vapor reading, could be okay, but we're exposed to this 24 hours a day with our saliva and the battery uh, effect that we have in our mouths. Yeah, so, well, Ron, uh, if yes. you if you have a gold crown in your mouth, for example, uh, Stortebecker from Sweden documented that the galvanic current that's created between the gold crown uh, and the mercury filling enables the mercury to come out ten times faster because of the electric current. Wow. Well, again, I, I want our listeners to know that you know you have acid, you, know, you have a, a, a battery in your mouth. You have uh, the makings of an electrolyte uh, with two poles, and uh, you have different metals. You have a battery, and uh, this is what, doc, what uh, uh, Doctor Smith is talking about. So, uh, 
the uh, it, but to bring you up to date, uh, from what I know, the American Dental Association will never use the word mercury. They won't don't want to talk about it. Uh, so uh, it's been shown that the ADA is on the wrong side of the issue. Uh, so that therefore, some of this uh, information has. Uh, here comes this. Is, here we go again, ladies and gentlemen. Fox News Network. The Megyn Kelly Show is now after us. Isn't this incredible? We are we are making it in the headlines. Um, okay, so anyway, ladies and gentlemen, uh, it's been a long, hard r- road to fight uh, taking on the FDA, the ADA. Mercury-free dentists were initially uh, uh, really uh, chastised and uh, punished for you for uh, even a. Uh, Advising patients not to put mercury in their mouth, and mercury does cause physical problems. Okay, it does cause effects on your um, body. It's a neurotoxin. Okay. Well, you know what's interesting? Back in the '30s, when the the pharmaceutical companies were playing around with thimerosal, Eli Lilly developed thimerosal. It's ethyl mercury. And when they gave it to a number of the pharmaceutical companies to test, they all came back with the response, this is a neurotoxin. It attacks the nervous system. And when the mercury leaks out of your fillings and it travels into the nerve, in fact, there was a study done in the 60s where they put mercury fillings into dogs' teeth. And in 24 hours, the mercury was in their brainstem. In 48 hours, it was in their pituitary gland. So... Just because you put it into the tooth doesn't mean it stays there. It gets into the pulp or nerve of the tooth, travels down the nerve into your brain. This has been documented. It's not a maybe if. Right, and 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 it has been linked to Alzheimer's and MS as well as kidney disease. But when's the last time your physician advised you if you had one of these diseases that you know to look and get a good dental checkup to see if you had mercury? You know, it's banned in Scandinavia. Amalgams are banned in Scandinavia. Uh, the European they're Commission. civilized. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I mean, the, the Europeans have recognized that the largest source of mercury exposure for most people in developed countries is the inhalation of the vapor, inhalation of it. Okay. Well, you know, they've done autopsy studies, and they show – a direct correlation between the number of surfaces of amalgam fillings in your teeth and the amount that's in your brain. Direct correlation. Yeah. And, and, and Jerry, you know, again, the, our government uh, admits that mercury is incredibly toxic. All right. They even banned mercury thermometers. You don't see a mercury thermometer anymore. Yeah, and when if a, you break one, right? you need a hazmat suit to clean it up. Exactly. But they put it in your teeth. It's okay. Right? A contact fluorescent light bulb breaks, and the EPA recommends leaving the room to protect yourself from the mercury vapors. Does any of this make sense, ladies and gentlemen? Any of it makes sense to you? It doesn't well, to me. the government never made sense? Right. Well, <laughs> again, as one of my uh, uh, email uh, listeners has said to me, they they put our to protect us, but they are not protecting us, ladies and gentlemen. And we have to ditch this deadly poison embedded in your teeth. I can't tell you whether you should get it out or not. I think uh, uh, we'll, we'll talk with Dr. Smith about what you should do if you have a chronic disease, if you're 
chronically fatigued or you have some neurological condition, um, you probably should be checked because there's probably a danger in taking out the mercury. And some of the absolutely, in fact, um, the International Academy of Oral Medicine and Toxicology they train dentists with specific protocols and specific protection mechanisms like high-speed uh, evacuation systems with carbon filters and negative ion generators uh, to protect the patient and the staff and everyone else. Uh, taking them out is very dangerous because it vaporizes and, and permeates through the office. The other big problem is you have the potential, if it's a deep filling, you can, you know, uh, in, inflict trauma on the nerve of the tooth resulting in a root canal, which is probably even more toxic than the darn mercury filling. So it has uh, it has its potential dangers, and you really want to, you know, locate a dentist who has training, has the proper equipment that, you know, tests for biocompatibility. Because when you take out this poison, you don't want to put another poison in the tooth in the form of a resin, you know, that has fluoride in it or bisphenol A, which is synthetic estrogen. So, you know, don't think all dentists are, are equal, you know, that just because they have a certificate on their wall doesn't mean they know what the heck they're doing. So we have a, a, a toxic metal, a heavy metal that's uh, called an amalgam, a silver amalgam uh, that is in our mouth. So it can cause neurological symptoms, autoimmune symptoms. Okay, so... What should we do if we have one of these conditions, chronic fatigue? Uh, I think uh, what Dr. Smith is saying, or what I am saying, is that you should be evaluated by a dentist who knows what you're doing, okay? And see if that is one part of the puzzle for your for the way you're feeling. Uh, you know the FDA is not going to be protecting you, right? Okay, uh, but you might want to look. Was that the International Academy of Oral Medicine and Toxicology? Uh, yes, it's a good them? organization. There's another good organization, um, International Academy of Biological Dentists. And then there's a third one, the Holistic Dental Association. So, look, just like you interview a carpenter, a plumber, a builder, you know, you got to do the same thing and do a little homework uh, before you hire your dentist to, to, to remove these toxic substances because don't think that just because he has a sheepskin on the wall that he knows how to handle mercury. Uh, in fact, there's still many dentists out there today that don't believe that it's toxic. Uh, you know, and I hear it from, you know, patients from all over, uh, you know, the world, literally, we have patients flying in, but the key is that you have to read up, um, you know, uh, there was a great organization. There's there's lay organizations out there that will help you, um, you know, become knowledgeable. And so that when you question the dentist, if he doesn't give you the right answers, you better go elsewhere. Correct. Well, uh, I, I'm going to just add a couple things here. As far as uh, my research has been this past uh, couple weeks, you can get tested. Now, the ones I know about, I'm going to tell you about, then Dr. Smith will tell you about his methods. Uh, there are blood, hair, and urine tests that can tell the difference between mercury in your body from fish. That's methyl. I looked up that seems really qualified. It's called Quicksilver Scientific in Colorado. 
Um, never allow you dentist to just start drilling your fillings out, as Dr. Uh, Smith has, has said. The mercury can go right into your bloodstream, and you know where it goes, ladies and gentlemen. That goes to your liver, your kidneys, your brain. Uh, the dentist that uh, you choose to, uh, if you, if it's so, if it happens that it has to be done, should be qualified to have, to remove these fillings. Um, does does the cyber scan and quantum diagnostic uh, instruments that you use does that pick up the mercury in in the body and if it's toxic or is, if it's, if it's yeah, a- absolutely um, it, it's very sophisticated it picks up the vibrational frequency the signature of the mercury plus other heavy metals arsenic lead aluminum um, yeah it, the key in the equation is Okay, defining whether you have it in your system. And look, if you have even one mercury filling, and I had a, a young woman um, probably about 10 years ago came to me from Nova Scotia. She had one large mercury filling. She was 22 years old in a wheelchair. She had tachycardia. If she would stand up in the shower, her heart would start racing 140 to 160 beats a minute. She went to all kinds of cardiologists, neurologists. They couldn't figure it out. When I tested her energetically, the mercury was in her heart, was in her thyroid, was in left vagal ganglion. And once it was removed, that large filling, um, I had to refer her because at that point I wasn't taking them out anymore. She had that large mercury filling removed, put in a biocompatible, and then we detox her with chelating agents, natural agents. She had no more tachycardia. Hmm. That is really something. Uh, I mean, it is a toxic metal, ladies and gentlemen. And the vapors that come off come off of this, this toxic metal are with us a lot of the time, 24 hours a day. So, uh, you know, if you have a chronic disease, you have an autoimmune disease, it's something that we just want to bring you the facts and, and you can follow through with it and, uh, and get checked with it for it. Okay, so we have mercury. I mean, uh, you know, it's, it's in our mouths. It's a, you know, when you, when you see the bottle of mercury, it has a cross and uh, a skull and crossbones on. So um, I don't have a lot to add except that it can cause disease. It can cause neurological diseases, especially because it does affect the brain. It does. It is attracted to the fat. You can get checked for it, uh, quantum physics wise. Uh, or uh, your physician to do for you. Ladies and gentlemen, you've been hearing Dr. Ron here and uh, Dr. Jerry Smith. Uh, this show is brought to you by Lipolite Naples. Uh, and I want to run just a one-minute advertisement from Dr. Ron. This is Dr. Ron Repesey of Rejuvenation's Cool Cryo Spa, your place to chill at 239-658-COOL. If you've not heard of whole body cryotherapy and suffer with back pain, joint pain, arthritis, fibromyalgia, or you're an athlete that wants quick recovery from sports injuries, then come chill with us at Rejuvenation's Cool Cryo Sauna. Cryospa treatments take only three minutes and are supervised by physicians. Sessions are one-on-one in a private environment. Each treatment can also burn five to 800 calories. As seen on Dr. Oz, Cool Cryospa is truly amazing technology. 
Let's hear what Dr. Kurt Biggs, a well-respected orthopedic surgeon in Naples, has to say about cool cryotherapy. Hi, I'm Dr. Biggs of the Joint Replacement Institute. Since I started applying the cool cryosauna, my patients are healing much quicker and athletes are seeing quick recovery. I recommend this procedure for my surgical patients and athletes. Call Dr. Repesey now to schedule your cool cryo trial session, 239-658-COOL, 239-658-2665, located at 1575 Pine Ridge Road in the Noodles Italian Bistro Plaza. Rejuvenation's Cool Cryo Spa. Come chill with us. Okay, that's Dr. Ron. He's a, a not only a chiropractor, but he's board certified in chiropractic neurology. Uh, if you're in the Naples area, 239-331-5886. Okay, well, ladies and gentlemen, we have been talking about mercury. Um just the, the takeaway message is that it can be to- it is a toxic metal and it can cause uh, symptoms, especially in the ner- in the nervous system, and that you can get checked for it, uh, so, and you can then determine whether dentist, biological dentist, whether these mercury filling should be removed or not. Your dental health is real important. I can't stress that enough. Uh, it influences your whole body. The microbiome of your mouth, the bacteria are worse. Uh, the materials that, you, that are put in your mouth are critical to your health, including root canals. can affect other organs of your body that are distanced from your mouth, namely your heart especially. So we have to be careful of what we put in our mouth in the form of even toothpaste and mouthwashes. They influence and can influence the health of our bodies. So I'm not, we're not going to talk a lot more about that unless Dr. Smith has something to add. But I just want to bring to your attention the potential for mercury uh, causing uh, disease. And uh, let you then uh, go ahead and, and, and research it and find a biological dentist. Let's see if Dr. Dan's on here. Let's see if he, uh, Dr. Dan, are you there? I'm here, Ron. Bon pomeriggio. Right. Good afternoon. Have you uh, heard what we have been talking about? I Everything except I almost, uh, you started to break up a few times, but I still got the gist of what you were saying. Okay, so... so uh, Absolutely um, uh, toxic. The only good thing that I could think about mercury is when my father's thermometers used to break, and I used to get the mercury and play with it. I don't know if you did that when you were young, too. It it was the only metal, of course, you know, liquid. You made a shiny coin, and we didn't even know that we should have had gloves on. Right. We get a penny, and you uh, you, you, you put it on the penny, and it becomes a silver penny. Exactly. yeah. Of course, we didn't know we were poisoning ourselves. No, we didn't. But I, it's but a, I can't. But you talk to most dentists and the ones that I've spoken to, and they, they all try to tell you that there, oh, there's, there's no toxicity. Some, some will admit the truth, but the majority do not want to take the fillings out. Well, they taking them out. That, it, it, it is 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 not as easy as just saying it, and, it, and, I, and I think Dr. Smith agrees. Taking them out is not for everybody. Right. Right. Okay. And uh, all right. 
I guess if you don't have too much in your mouth, it might be better to leave it alone rather than take a chance on on the secondary effects that could occur. Right. And if, if you're not, you know, if your body is adjusting to it. Right. Uh, but, but mercury-free fillings are, from my perspective, uh, is the way to go. Uh, but it seems that a lot of people don't want you to know about it. That, that's why I brought this subject up today. You know, so we really have to join Dr. Mercola in his campaign for mercury-free dentistry. Uh, because it's, especially we don't want our children to be used as guinea pigs. Dr. Ron? Yes. Oh, a couple quick uh, little case studies to drive home the the point. We had one patient whose father was a dentist, and, of course, every time he had a cavity, he put a mercury filling in there. Well, this guy had manic depression, bipolar. And one of the issues with bipolar is real simple. He had mercury in the brain, which gave him the mania, the agitation, and the mercury in the thyroid causes the depression. So there's your bipolar. Make a long story longer, once the mercury fillings were removed, and I didn't do them, uh, he had a good friend who was a dentist, and we put him on a whole chelating regimen, his bipolar problems totally resolved. In fact, we have the letter on my website, uh, and he wrote about it. Uh, Another interesting case was one who had 25 years of migraine headaches, and a month after the mercury fillings were removed, his migraine headaches totally disappeared. So it's not just a maybe if. There's a direct correlation between these multiple psychological problems, anger, dizziness, anxiety, uh, you know, manic depressive type problems with the mercury fillings. Okay, I'm going to let that sink in to our listeners. I'm going to let that sink in, okay? Really important, really important to... have a dentist, a biological dentist, and a holistic physician that can put this all together for you. Uh, just don't think you're going to go out there and detox yourself. You could actually make yourself worse. You need to work with a professional. Yeah, that's You brought up a very interesting point. You should have the dentist put you on a nutritional program to support your liver because the blood of your entire body goes through the liver every three minutes. So if your liver doesn't have the proper raw materials like the natural B vitamins, the superoxide dismutase, the glutathione, it can't properly process the poison, the mercury, when it pulls it out of the bloodstream. So this is the problem. It just redistributes the heavy metals to other organs of the body. So anyone that has to get a mercury filling out, you should, you know, prepare your body to handle that pumping. Right. And and my advice, uh, you would agree, make sure you work with a professional, correct? Absolutely. Okay. And, you know, last week we said the size matter, and we were talking about the size of your brain because uh, as we get older and people have dementia, their brain shrinks. But if you're on a Mediterranean diet, they have actually measured with MRI scans that the cortical thickness, the brain thickness increases. Well, this rock star of all diets, ladies and gentlemen, the Mediterranean diet, where do you hear this? Has, this is, and this was reported in Forbes. I mean, it's from a medical journal, but Forbes had this on the front page. The Mediterranean diet has been linked to a lower risk of everything from diabetes to dementia, and it's famously good for the heart. 
People who stick to a Mediterranean diet over the years have markedly lower risk of heart disease than non-partakers. They stated that a new study now also shows that for people who already have heart disease, eating a Mediterranean diet lowers the risk of mortality in the years to come, and some have suggested the benefit that comes from the diet may be even greater than that from one of the most common heart treatments. I wonder if uh, anyone can guess what that heart, uh, most common heart treatment is. It's, it's statins. Statins. You know? Yeah. Oh. So the Mediterranean diet outlasted statins. Okay, as far as doing good. And the author of the study, uh, just so you know, is Giovanni Di Gaetano. And he said, quote, many scientific studies have shown that a traditional Mediterranean lifestyle is associated with a lower risk of various chronic diseases and, more importantly, of death from any cause. Okay, I mean, he, uh, this, this report was uh, issued at the European Heart Association last week. So I could go on and on and on, but, uh, you know, uh, the Mediterranean diet again and again has been proven to uh, prevent uh, dementia and disease. And it isn't the first time. There's been a lot of studies uh, showing the Mediterranean diet and, and heart health. Uh, there was a study a few years ago in the New England Journal of Medicine, a reputable, if not one of the most reputable, medical journals. And it found that people without heart disease uh, going in and those who ate a, a Mediterranean diet supplemented with either nuts or olive oil had a much reduced risk of heart disease in the years to come. And the researchers believe the heart benefits came from the reduction in inflammation the diet appears to bring about the metabolic changes and its effect on blood vessel function. So we're, we hear that word again, inflammation. And how many times on this program have you heard us talk about inflammation as the basis of most chronic diseases? Okay, so the foods we eat can influence the inflammatory cycle that causes a disease in our bodies. And what an easy way uh, to help your yourself but to follow a mediterranean diet does it get any easier than that yeah it seems you know? like it's a modified caveman diet <laughs> it really it really is you know but I the know. one thing that no one talks about and that is part of the mediterranean diet and that's the exercise that's the that exercise at the bottom of that pyramid okay along with the vegetables nuts and uh, olive oil uh, at the top part is you know meat occasionally lots of fish but you know we don't talk enough about the exercise part of the mediterranean diet but uh you know wine is part of that diet okay good wine so, good italian wine i know a friend i have a friend that goes to um the florence area in tuscany and he uh, only likes one particular kind of uh, red wine but i won't mention his name but i think his uh, <laughs> last name begins with smith <laughs> <laughs> It's the best from Tuscany. <laughs> so, I mean, you, you, that's why you're so healthy. That's why you're Absolutely. so healthy. You know, you're so relaxed that you don't care. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. You know, I, the rest of the program, we'll just, we'll just bat around. I, I wanted to talk a little bit. You know, I opened the show uh, with about coffee and heart disease. But uh, 
How about your gallbladder? Anybody ever think about that? I know Dr. Smith does because he treats patients with gallstones and uh, they're there for a reason. But, uh, you know, if you've ever had them, my friends, uh, you, 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 you know how bad it is. And if you haven't had them, thank, be thankful. Uh, I have a buddy uh, who was shot in the service and then he had gallstones years later. He told me he'd rather be shot twice than deal with gallstones. So, uh, but you know well, what, you know, ladies and gentlemen, go ahead. Jeff. Yeah. The interesting thing is it's not really a gallbladder problem. It's a liver problem. When you're not getting enough of the B vitamins, the natural B vitamins, and there's this fraction of B vitamins that are lipotrophic, meaning they can digest fat. So like inositol, uh, choline, for example, they help you to thin the fat when you have good olive oil and, uh, you know, enzymes. You need enzymes, just like uh, when you eat avocado. When you eat the food raw, there's enzymes in there to digest the food. When you cook it, you destroy the enzymes. So when the liver is not getting the right enzymes and nutrients to digest the fat, the bile becomes thick like sour cream, and the cholesterol stones then precipitate out. So, you know, you have an attack. What do they do? They want to surgerize you and take your gallbladder out, but that's not solving the problem. The key is if you ever have a gallbladder attack, just take a, a eight-ounce glass of warm tomato juice. There's an enzyme in there called tomatin. It'll thin the bile out immediately. Within five minutes, your pain's going to disappear because the bile's going to flow through the bile ducts and release the, the pressure in the, in the gallbladder. The gallbladder's there for a reason. It absorbs sodium out of the bile. Your body needs sodium. Uh, also, it's a sac to store the, the poisons that the liver pulls out of the bloodstream, puts it into the bile when you eat. It squeezes down, goes into the feces, and out it goes. So it's a valid functional organ. It's not just something that's an added part that you don't need. Well, I have some bad news for people that have gallstones, though, Dr. Smith. And that is your risk of heart disease jumps by 17%. And if you could say this, this journal uh, five times, uh, you win. The Journal of Arteriosclerosis, Thrombosis, and Vascular Biology. Okay, just reported, 17%. It's not the stones that are messing with your heart. It's like some something similar to what Dr. Smith was saying. It has to do with the bile acids. Your gallbladder is a storage unit for these acids, and so it has a lot to do with your digestion. Okay? Absolutely. You know, now, the other thing, at Matthias Rath and Linus Pauling proved unequivocally that you can reverse atherosclerosis very easily. You have two amino acids. One's proline, which acts like a blood thinner. It does. It prevents the blood from being sticky. The lysine is another amino acid that literally helps to metabolize the plaque out of your blood vessels. And the vitamin C, it should be food-based, helps the body produce collagen to repair the damage in the blood vessel wall. So they've reversed thousands of patients with atherosclerosis. It's simple. It's just that these doctors don't know that they don't know right and 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 you know tomato juice uh, amino acids but there's something else that can cut your risk uh, and protect your heart at the same time and i want to know how many people out there have heard of chlorogenic acid you ever hear of that one that's new to me <laughs> all right well that isn't new to you because it's in coffee 
Because that's the best source of this stuff. Chlorogenic well, I don't drink cannabis. coffee. That's why I'm not aware of it. <laughs> <laughs> the coffee can both cut your risk of gallstones and help protect your heart. So, again, I like my cup of joe, and so I keep telling people, drink up. Okay, but you have to have honest-to-goodness coffee, not the double caramel frappuccino soy, etc., because all that sugar and those concoctions will increase your risk of gallstones and heart problems, not cut it. So, uh, you know, a cup of joe for your heart, for your gallstones, uh, tomato juice, amino acids. Uh, again, uh, you're not going to hear this stuff on other shows, ladies and gentlemen. You're only going to hear it. How about beets? You're, you're not talking about a good, healthy vegetable like beets and the beet tops, which have bateras in it, that helps thin out your bile. Uh, also, apple juice has malic acid in it that helps thin out the bile. You know, if you did this on a regular basis, I'm fresh apple juice, not the, the bottled stuff or canned right. stuff, garbage, but it'll constantly clean out, you know, the, the bile and keep it thin. I had one patient that had 75 stones in her gallbladder. She went to the surgeon and said, I'm going to go alternative first. He says it doesn't work. Well, eight weeks later, she gets an ultrasound. There's no more stones left because I put her on a simple little diet Stay away from the spices. Stay away from the fried foods. Take the apple juice, beets, the beet tops, the choline, the inositol, and digestive enzymes like lipase. At the end, you do a simple modified gallbladder flush. Two ounces of freshly squeezed uh, grapefruit juice. Two ounces of extra virgin olive oil. A quarter of a teaspoon of Epsom salts, which dilates the bile duct. Then you put a hot water bottle over your gallbladder after you drink the concoction for like an hour. The gallbladder squeezes down, and all the gunk comes out of it. So when she had the ultrasound, there was no more stones in the darn gallbladder. And guess what? The doctor wouldn't answer her telephone calls. Yeah, well, he he didn't understand what was happening, and he felt threatened, obviously. And some doctors that I worked with when I was in practice also used that in an enema formulation and had patients pass their gallstones that way with the olive oil-based uh, concoction. Too so simple. It, it, yeah, it's too easy. It's not expensive, and it's not patentable so that uh, Myelin Labs can charge $600 for an ounce of it. Oh, yeah, yeah. So, uh, so uh, we really, uh, we really uh, have to know about it. And where are you going to find out about it, best? about natural healing, except on shows like this one, on Dr. Ron, unfiltered, uncensored, because we're not owned by any drug company. And I like to tell our listeners that we are like the Paul Harvey of old. We give you the rest of the story. And you just heard material from Dr. Smith. You can't buy, you can't find it in a book. Uh, You need a, a practitioner that has a lot of experience. Well, ladies and gentlemen, again, you know, uh, uh, an hour is going by. Uh, I'm going to leave you, and I'm going to ask Dr. Dan and Dr. Jerry to leave you with a with a uh, a pearl of the day, okay? And my is going to start out with is uh, just remember you're the CEO of your body, and you have the right to ask questions and get answers before you allow anything to be done to it. Do not be afraid to be involved in your health care. Very important to ask questions and get answers. If the physician you're going to, to the health care provider you're going to, feels threatened and does not give you an answer, 
time to move on. Now for a little scary, uh, well, my computer just uh, went down, but uh, another scary little thing that I'll, I just, I'll just uh, remember it, and that is the St. Jude pacemaker. Okay, they say that it is uh, fairly safe, but ladies and gentlemen, uh, recent studies are showing that that pacemaker can be hacked. And if a pacemaker can be hacked, uh, that means uh, the hackers can run the battery down, hold it for ransom. So we want to be careful. Uh, the MedSec, confirmed, issued a warning over implantable pacemakers connected to St. Jude's medical home system. Hackers put in everything and have enough control to cause deliberate malfunctions or even force the battery to suck itself dry. Just so scary, ladies and gentlemen. I don't know the answer to it. I just wanted to bring it to your attention. Uh, let's get Dr. Dan, see if he has something for our, for our listeners before we leave. All right. And Ron, my, part, of my, uh, part of my last statement, uh, I still have the question, if someone drinks decaf, do you still get the same benefits? Or do yes. you still need the caffeine? No, uh, you still get the same benefits if if, if it's uh, a coffee. Yeah, you still get it from decaf. Not as much, but that chlorogenic acid is still there. Okay. The uh, second thing is make sure when you go to the doctor or the dentist, as I did today, make your list. So not only do you know what to ask and you don't forget it, but it saves everybody time. You get a little three-by-five card and you write down little notes. And you ask those questions and make sure you get the answers. Don't be afraid to talk to the doctor. Well, the doctor didn't say anything to me. Well, that's because you didn't ask him or her. So I think that will be a good thing for people to remember when they go and will make them much healthier and, and get their questions answered. Okay. Thank you, Dr. Dan. And Hello. we'll see you, see you next week. Dr. Jerry, uh, and I don't want to hear about the plants in the office. But uh, what do you have for us? New one. I got a new one for you. All right. Thought without execution is hallucination. You could have the best intentions in the world if you don't get your duff off the couch and start exercising and eating clean. You're just hallucinating. <laughs> I like it. It goes good with my uh, get your meat off the seat. Right. <laughs> right. All right. Ladies and gentlemen, this has been uh, – Dr. Ron Unfiltered, Uncensored with Dr. Jerry and Dr. Dan. Uh, next week, we're, we'll talk about fibromyalgia. And I think that will then lead us into a discussion uh, of thyroid, uh, underactive subclinical thyroid disease. So uh, we're going to be looking forward to, to bring you that information. I uh, hope that you can tune in Tuesdays at 4 o'clock. And... Uh, I just want to thank everyone. You, you have been a great, great audience. Uh, we, we try and put some uh, work into these shows and try and bring you uh, information that's uh, credible. And uh, we hope you can act on it. Okay, ladies and gentlemen, we are going home. Thank next you, week. Dr. Ron. Thank you, Dr. Jerry. Thank you. Take care. See you next week. Okay. All right. Nice talking to you. God bless. <laughs> Dr. Ron, that Dr. Ron, I've left the building. Thank you for listening.
Radio.com. 